From Southern California, this is Outlook in Review, a summary of world headlines, technology and business news, arts and entertainment features, and instructive encouragement from the Praiselite Media Studios, Thousand Oaks, California. Today, Wednesday, the 3rd of April, 2019, Icelandic budget airline Wow Air suddenly ceased operations without warning on Thursday, stranding passengers across two continents. The airline, which had earlier suspended all of its flights, told passengers there would be no further flights and advised them to check with other airlines for ways to reach their destinations. This according to a report by the U.S. CBS News Service, which stated that WOW grounded at least six planes in North America that were set to leave late Wednesday from Montreal, Toronto, Boston, Detroit, New York, and Baltimore. In Europe, Reykjavik-bound planes from seven cities, Amsterdam, Dublin, Paris, Brussels, Berlin, Frankfurt, and Copenhagen did not take off on Thursday morning. The seven-year-old airline company has been struggling as of late, and after a purchase planned by another airline fell through, the company simply stopped all business effective immediately. Europe's air passenger rights mandates some type of responsibility by the airline even after all operations have ceased, but those who purchased their flights with a credit card are being advised to contact their card service for a refund. Those who paid through other means are at this time in a much more serious financial situation as those fares are considered by many sources a partial or even total loss. Google killed off its social media network Google Plus on Tuesday, this after a data breach last year was smoothed over by the corporation's promise to shutter the platform for public consumer use. Although many sneered at the platform over the years because of its relatively small size, only several hundred million according to the New York Times, those that actively used the platform more often than not used it more than other platforms and it had become a hub for community blogs and tech conversations. Google also killed off its email sorting program for Gmail on Tuesday. Inbox was used by those looking for features like bundling emails, getting travel information cards based off of flight confirmations and the like, as well as other handy features not yet found in Gmail. And to top off the closures, Microsoft has closed its ebook store, with all purchased items disappearing by July of this year. Not to worry, they say you will be refunded in full for all of your purchases. Just hope that none of the ebooks that you thought were yours without question have since gone out of print, been banned, or simply aren't available from other outlets. In the late 1940s, a radio program signed on the airwaves of the U.S., which over the years became one of the most popular and recognizable shows both on radio and TV history. Dragnet was a high-action adventure program which enacted the cases of a dedicated Los Angeles police detective, Sergeant Joe Friday, and his partners. 
The show's name stemmed from the police term meaning a system of coordinated measures for apprehending criminals or suspects. The series gave audience members a feel for the boredom and the drudgery, as well as the danger and heroism of police work. Dragnet also earned praise for improving the public opinion of police officers. In 1951, after about a decade on the radio, the show aired on television with Jack Webb as Detective Joe Friday and Ben Alexander as his partner Frank Smith. In a 1966 reboot, Jack Webb wanted to maintain his partner Frank Smith, but the actor was in contract on another show, and thus Officer Bill Gannon, played by Harry Morgan, became Sergeant Friday's new partner. Cases both on the radio and TV were based off of real-life events, and with show creator Jack Webb's extensive study of the police force, the show was considered very true to life, as opposed to sensationalized dramas which became popular in later years. The earlier series, which was filmed in black and white, took a documentary approach, with Sergeant Friday and the police force often encountering the seamy side of Los Angeles, with a steady succession of callous fugitives, desperate gunmen, and slippery swindlers. In later episodes, although still using convincing dialogue readings, the color episodes of Dragnet lost the documentary feel, and for many, it seemed more staged. But both the new and the old episodes were known for to-the-point dialogues, not-so-subtle analysis of the causes of crime, deterioration of society, or the fight against destructive drug use. Dialogues that would never pass approval on contemporary TV shows, both for length and for content. Just listen to this Vietnam War-era clip from a 1968 episode of the TV series. Sergeant Joe Friday and Officer Bill Gannon are back at the police station with some young men who had been causing disturbances and trouble in the area in the name of activism. You just don't understand. Maybe we do, son. Don't think you have a corner on all of virtue vision in the country, or that everybody else is fat and selfish and you're the first generation to come along that's felt dissatisfied. They all have, you know, about different things, and most of them didn't have the same opportunity and freedoms that you do. I don't know. Maybe part of it's the fact that you're in a hurry. You've grown up on instant orange juice. Flip a dial, instant entertainment. Dial seven digits, instant communication. Turn a key, push a pedal, instant transportation. Flash a card, instant money. Shove in a problem, push a few buttons, instant answers. But some problems you can't get quick answers to no matter how much you want them. We took a little boy into Central Receiving Hospital yesterday. He was four years old. He weighs eight and a half pounds. His parents just haven't bothered to feed him. Now give me a fast answer to that one. One that'll stop that from ever happening again. And if you can't settle that one, what about the 55,000 Americans who will die on the highways this year? That's nearly six or seven times the number that'll get killed in Vietnam. Why aren't you up in arms about that? Or is dying in a car somehow moral? Tell me how to wipe out prejudice. I'll settle for just the prejudices you have inside yourselves. Show me how to get rid of the unlimited capacity for human beings to make themselves believe that they're somehow right and justified in stealing from somebody or hurting somebody. And you'll just about put this place here out of business. I don't think that we're telling you to lose your ideals or your sense of outrage. They're the only way things ever get done. And there's a lot that still needs doing. And we hope you'll tackle it. You don't have to do anything dramatic like trying to come up with a better country. You can find enough to keep you busy right here. While you're at it, don't break things up in the name of progress or crack a placard stick over somebody's head to help him see the light. Be careful of his rights. Because your property and your person and your rights aren't any better than his. And next time, you may be the one to get it. We remember a man who killed six million people and called it social improvement. 
Jack Webb worked on many other shows, including the famed shows Adam-12 and Emergency, which he produced, and actors from those shows made it onto Dragnet and vice versa. In 1982, Jack Webb began working on yet another reboot of the TV show, choosing Adam-12's Kent McCord as his partner. But on December 23rd of that year, Jack Webb passed away from a sudden heart attack, and the reboot plans fell dormant. Though later episodes were rebooted in 1989 and 2003, none had quite the effect or semblance of a real-life day or a sneak peek into a police detective's life as the ones created by Jack Webb. The series spanned several turbulent times in history and through it all offered poignant and wise advice from a law enforcement's perspective in the form of entertainment and broadcast into countless homes across the country. And you get a little weary of hearing every kid give you the same excuse when you tag them. You don't understand. I just want to belong. That's why I did it. What it boils down to is the new morality, doesn't it? A whole new sense of values. The kids see it on television, in magazines, even hear it from the pulpit. God is dead. Drug addiction is mind-expanding. Promiscuity is glamorous. Even homosexuality is praiseworthy. How are you going to fight that? It ain't easy. But you got to remember that the vast majority of the juveniles you're handling are the kids next door. They're not hardcore criminals. It's just that for them, it's a great deal more important to be accepted by the other kids than to please their parents. The following final segment on the program is slightly out of the norm. Today's segment is a call to action. Action for believers in Christ to check their lives, do a virus scan, search the scriptures and examine their hearts. When we follow Christ, we are called to be Christ-like. So are we. He lives within us as believers. But do we believe that he really does? Would our actions be different if we knew he does? Do you think God laughs when comedy and films, media and entertainment make irreverent remarks about him or his son? Do you think God laughs? The book of Psalms tells us to not set worthless things before our eyes, to hate the work of those who fall away, to not allow it to fasten its grip on us. Do you think God sings along when lyrics express sinful desires or use his holy name to preface empty exclamations? Or do you think he just doesn't notice? Have we somehow discounted the severity of the words of Exodus, You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not leave him unpunished who takes his name in vain? Do you think God turns away when you look in lust at people, objects, goals, or dreams? Does he just pretend not to see or know? For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, and the lust of the eyes, and the boastful pride of life is not from the Father, but it is from the world. 1 John When professors and scholars crow, God is dead, do you think God replies calmly, you should believe whatever makes you feel right? Jesus says in Matthew, whoever denies me before men, I will also deny him before my Father who is in heaven. Do you think God simply murmurs, it's their right to choose, as men and women murder tiny baby boys and girls made in the very image of the one who gave them life? The book of Psalms reminds us that it was God who formed us. We were woven together before we were born, and yes, our soul knows this very well. 
when preachers gloss over or redefine controversial parts of God's word, excusing them as culturally irrelevant today. Do you really think that God just smiles understandingly while wiping away all discomfort and conviction from his inerrant word? No, many books, including the book of Revelation, promise severe judgment on those who edit God's word, even the judgment of eternal punishment and separation from God. Do not be deceived, God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, this he will also reap. Galatians 6. Thanks for listening to Outlook in Review. Contact us anytime with questions or comments. We'd always love to hear from you. We're on Twitter at Outlook in Review and Facebook.com forward slash Outlook in Review, where you can find information to various topics we cover on the show. Until next time from Thousand Oaks, California, I'm Ben Ditzel. This is Outlook in Review. Outlook in Review.